2: Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you're joining me today. I want to begin by reminding you that you are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. I am grateful for each and every one of you, and I will let you know about each other by mentioning some of your countries and states each week. There are currently 89 regions around the world where we have listeners. Thank you to all of you who are listening, and with a special thank you this week to our listeners in Korea and Taiwan and in the states of Indiana and Arkansas. Welcome and thank you for your continuing support. Last week, we had a great conversation with Rabbi David Stern about fear, when it's appropriate and when it isn't. Most importantly, how to feel it without it dominating you or your life. If you missed the live show, be sure to go to PaulaJoyce.com to listen to it on demand. And later today, we are looking forward to talking with Marilyn Lash and Dr. Kelly Orr about PTSD and traumatic brain injury and how our brain wants to heal. This is really a continuation of our February 26 program with Marcelle Carter, founder of Hope for the Homefront. This is a program that you want to catch on demand if you missed it. Her personal story, her knowledge, and her commitment to helping the women related to servicemen and women is heartfelt. She even took the time to write me a thank you note. I was so moved that I would like to share some of it with you. I was blessed by your words and wisdom and by your passion to bring health and solution to others. Thank you for the open door to speak to your listeners, many of whom are living in the wake of trauma. I trust each listener was strengthened. Thank you, Marcelle, and I know they were because you bring so much passion and commitment to your work. One of my clients showed her appreciation in this email. I have been listening to your program and I am so thankful for all the light and wisdom that you and your wonderful guests share with all of us. And it feels as if no barrier is between you and your audience. So thank you for sharing colorful blessings in waves. I thought that was beautifully phrased and I really appreciate her saying that because that's really what I try to do is to talk to you as if we were in the same room choosing to be positive Choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We could all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger, feel lighter, and have more energy as we choose to see the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, informational stories, and guests like Marilyn Lash and Dr. Kelly Orr, who are thought leaders in their field. If you have a question for our guests or are trying to figure out how to find the silver lining in a difficult situation or how to rid yourself of persistent negative thoughts or have a personal story to share, please call during the show to 1-866-472-5795 or email now or Between Shows to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. And the phone number to call Between Shows is 1-214-736-4460. And be sure to grab a pencil and paper now because you're going to need it later in the show for our special feature. Last week in that special feature, I challenged you to find ways to stop letting fear block you from bringing success and happiness into your life. I'm pleased to report that I did hear from people who are already working on this. Kira from Minnesota shared this with us. One way that I rid myself of fear And overcame depression and social anxiety was by removing the words fear and hate from my vocabulary. I replaced those words with the word love. For example, instead of saying, I hate meeting new people, I told myself, I love meeting new people, and I would make sure that my actions match that statement. When I was put into situations where I met new people, I would make sure I enjoyed that moment so that what I was saying was true. This worked for me, and I no longer live with fear. I am living fearless and loving life. I see a bright future ahead and recently had Reiki healing, which confirmed that my heart chakra was very clear and I was res- open to receiving pure and genuine love. I love my life. And just so you know, she has that in bold capital letters. I also received feedback from a future guest on how she is choosing to add more rest to To her life, she had been listening to my March 5th show with Dr. Paula Feyerman and was inspired by the story I shared of choosing not to interrupt my rest in order to answer the phone. Now when she's tempted to scrap her plans to rest in order to accomplish something on her to-do list, she remembers my story and chooses to take care of herself. I congratulate both her and Kira and all of you who are doing the same for taking charge of your lives. No matter where we are in life, we can always make healthier choices. And I applaud all of you who are doing just that, and I'm grateful that I can contribute to your process. One of my clients had been diagnosed with PTSD as a result of the abuse he had experienced throughout his life. Before we started working together, he went through a year-long structured program with a psychologist to treat his disorder. At the end of the prescribed time, he told the psychologist that he was still experiencing symptoms of PTSD only to be told that he wasn't trying hard enough and that it was his fault that he was still having difficulty. Frankly, I was shocked that a trained counselor would blame a client, thereby creating more pain, anxiety, self-blame, and shame. We all have different timelines for healing and different methods that work for us. We must never give up on ourselves or allow anyone, even a trained professional, to hurt, blame, or demean us. I was grateful that he felt safe enough with me to share this trauma and allow me to allow him to release, to help him release the guilt that had been added to his already painful thoughts. Together, we are working on releasing his PTSD also by using my ultimate creative problem-solving process. Another client who has been committed to removing the aftermath of an abusive childhood had the recent revelation that her father had been traumatized as a soldier in World War II when he helped liberate the inmates from two concentration camps. She was reading a book on the Holocaust when she remembered that her father's mother said that he was never the same after the war. He suffered and went without treatment because we were not conscious as a worldwide community of the impact that war had on the servicemen and women, and really everyone involved. If you think about all of the untreated PTSD in the world, it helps us understand why so many children are raised in homes defined by trauma. As a worldwide community, we must begin to understand the impact that war has had on all of us. This particular client has told me several times that our work together results in miracles in her life. She recently said, I see how it's a process. It always amazes me when I have a new breakthrough because it just happens. I don't have to force myself to make it happen. The change is natural and easy as I release the layers of fear. And as those layers release, she sees the truth of her life and her relationships more clearly and finds herself responding rather than reacting to situations and people. She also sees what she can control and influence and what she can't. It's hard to realize that we can't make other people heal. They are in charge of that choice but we can heal ourselves. She has let go of the feeling of terror that she used to wake up with in the middle of the night, the feelings of helplessness and hopelessness, and the belief that she would never have friends. Bit by bit, her life is changing in ways that she didn't think possible before we began our work together. Since the soul communicates in symbols, For deep healing to occur, we have to remove the negative symbols that are stuck in our mind, emotions, and energy field. When we remove the negative symbols and replace them with positive ones, it changes our energy. When our energy changes, we are lighter and more positive, which automatically brings more positive people, thoughts, and experiences into our lives. This is what my client means by the change happening without her having to force it. As we work with the ultimate creative problem-solving process, she removes the hurtful symbols and replaces them with positive ones. For instance, she might draw anxiety as a black chaotic ball and then replace it with a bright yellow sun or a butterfly. In the process, she feels the old pain but doesn't get stuck in it, which allows it to flow through quickly because the process is guided by her own soul and spiritual guides. Change occurs at the pace and in the way that is right for her. This process came to me in a dream and is highly supported by the positive spiritual realm, which is why it's so effective. One of the most fascinating things to me about this process is that it supports self-empowerment and learning to listen to the still, small voice within. Often a client will ask me to tell them what to do. When they are insistent, I usually comply. Invariably, however, at the next session, we have to revisit the same question – When the client works through the process of going deep into their own knowing, they are then able to hear, believe, and act on the answers. Because as one client put it, it's me telling me what I need to do. And those are the only answers that really count. True healing comes through the spiritual realm as we transform the negative energy in our bodies into light. My angels and guides have given me a very specific set of exercises that will help you heal regardless of the seriousness of your condition. Everyone who participates in this process will receive a healing from complete cure to noticeable improvement, even if they have a terminal illness or a chronic condition. We all can heal through our limitless higher self. There are seven steps for healing the body, seven for the mind, and seven for the spirit. I'm offering this as a three-part part workshop, 21 Steps for Healing Your Body, at the Dallas Meditation Center on the, in the evenings of April 8, 15, and 22, as one of my clients, Brother G Singh, said, Dr. Paula is the real deal. I could feel the angelic guides assisting her. She's compassionate, wise, gentle, and direct just what the doctor ordered. To experience this for yourself, you can go to my website, paulajoyce.com, for more information and to register. If you cannot come, I also do this privately, in person, over the phone, or on Skype, or you can arrange for me to deliver this workshop over a weekend in your city. Now I'm pleased to introduce our first guest, Marilyn Lash, Lash. she has a master's of social work and knows about brain injury personally and professionally. As a sibling and spouse of a family member with a brain injury, she has felt the full emotional trauma ranging from gratitude to grief. As founder and president of Lash and Associates Publishing and Training, she develops practical information and easy-to-use training for family survivors, and providers. She also teaches at Tufts University School of Medicine and George Washington University. Please visit lapublishing.com for her extensive publications. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life doctor. While you're listening to the commercials during our break, go to paulajoyce.com and click on calendar of events to see your question for today. Before the second break and at the end of the show, I'll give you something else to do. When you email me you will have an opportunity for me to read your email on the show. So right now, go to my calendar of events page at paulajoyce.com and answer the question of the day on your own paper. And then go to my spiritual services page to read about and register for 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. I'm already receiving registrations for this powerful process so be sure to reserve your spot. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for what I know will be a fascinating conversation with Marilyn Lash on the differences between PTSD and traumatic brain injury.
0: Voice America 7th Wave Channel, seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation called Dr. Paula, the life doctor today at 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com be the best that you can be Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session dissolve hidden barriers to your goals solve your most challenging problems
1: You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now back to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit.
2: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you made a list of past traumas that you're willing to work on releasing. We're here with Marilyn Marilyn Lash to learn more about PTSD and traumatic brain injury. Welcome, Marilyn.
3: Thank you, Paula. Thank you. I thought it would make most sense for me to start out by making sure that everybody understands the terms that we're using, so... Let me start by giving you um, a quick little definition overview of what do we mean by post-traumatic stress disorder and what do we mean by traumatic brain injury. And let's start with what we often hear referred to as PTSD. There are four classic symptoms. Um, The first one is what we call intrusive memories or flashbacks. And let me give you an example of how each of these might show up um, in the life of a service member or veteran after he comes home. Very often you hear veterans describe um, being flooded with memories, unwanted memories at any time of day or night, a memory of the IED explosion, the memory of seeing a battle buddy being wounded or killed, um, the scenes of war. Um, Sometimes we hear extreme stories of returning veterans who are in the middle of flashbacks who literally are um, striking or on top of their wives in the middle of the night thinking that they're struggling with the enemy and, in fact, they're in the midst of a flashback. So that's one symptom. The second symptom of PTSD is what we call hypervigilance. And this is the state of over-alertness, not being able to shut down the alertness. So typically what you'll um, what you'll see is service members or veterans with PTSD um When they go to a restaurant, always sitting with their back against the wall or always being in the corners where they can view the entries or the exit points. Sometimes this happens at home where they'll parole the perimeter of the house just as they did the battlefield to make sure that the windows are locked, the doors are locked. They may even sleep with guns in the bed or knives under the bed. It's another way of always being protected while they're on this state of alertness. The third classic symptom of PTSD is what we call emotional numbing. And this is literally this emotional shutting down. And people often describe it as feeling dead inside, feeling not connected to other people. And one of the byproducts of this in relationships is often a loss of intimacy with their partners um, because by that protective withdrawal and shutting down, it makes it more difficult to um, communicate and to be open and to trust other individuals. The fourth symptom of PTSD is what we call avoidance. This is behavior whereby people try to um, behave in ways that will avoid them of reminders of the trauma that they witnessed and experienced. So for example, how this typically may show up is an unwillingness to leave the house. Um, literally by shutting um, himself or herself away in the house, that's a way of avoiding those potential triggers out in the larger world. Um, but again, this can lead to a real isolation. Well, you can see when you look at these four how stressful this may be, not only for the returning veteran, but also for spouses, any significant others, as well as children. So let me move on to what do we mean when we talk about traumatic brain injury. The brain injuries that we're seeing from our service members who are in Iraq and Afghanistan are typically what we call blast injuries. And what do we mean by that? I think we've all seen the footage on the news with the explosions, Um, from the rockets, from the IEDs, from the grenades. What happens during those explosions is a pressure wave is created. And there are certain parts of the brain that are particularly vulnerable to these pressure waves. It's the parts of the body that are filled with fluid or with air. So, for example, the brain is particularly vulnerable to these blast injuries because it's in your skull in this cavity that's filled with fluid. And the other body areas that are very vulnerable are your, are the ears, the lungs, and the gastrointestinal tract, because those are areas filled with air. And they're also particularly vulnerable to the effects of these blasts. So the effects can really be multiple. It's much more than simply an injury to the brain. Then to compound that, and this is really, I think, the essence of why these injuries are so complex... There's what we call the primary blast injury. That's what we see on the news, where the soldier describes being blown up. But then there's also the secondary blast injury. And this is the, when the, the rocks, the metal, the screws, all that junk that's packed into these roadside bombs then goes out and hits the service member. That causes those secondary injuries. And then there's something called tertiary blast injuries where from that force of the explosion, the pressure wave, the collision, whatever, the person's body is thrown. And that's another type of injury, maybe thrown against a rock wall or, or um, a Humvee um, and further damage. And then finally, there's what we call the quaternary blast injury. And those are the further injuries caused by the gases, the chemicals, and the smoke that come from these explosions. So you can see how the types of brain injuries we're talking about from these blasts are very, very complex. Now, there's a bit of good news in this in that not every brain injury is the same. And there's a wide range in terms of the severity of that injury. And the good news is that it's estimated that approximately 80% of these injuries are classified as mild. But that doesn't mean that they don't have lingering effects. Um, and, but there's good news, bad news here, because we also know from the research that PTSD is more common among our service members and veterans who have the so-called mild brain injuries, which are usually called concussions. And we also know that chronic and severe headaches is one of the most common effects of these injuries. So when you take these two conditions together, then there's a whole list of effects that overlap between the two of them. And let me just give you a quick little list of that, and then I'm going to show you an example. One of the things that these these conditions have in common is how they affect individuals. And the first overlapping effect is on what we call cognition. And this is really how we think, and it's everything from changes in short-term memory to the ability to get organized, to plan ahead, to problem solve. It's all those things that we usually do automatically that now may be making life difficult on a daily basis. The other common effect between the two conditions is depression, which is very, very common. Also, anxiety, insomnia, fatigue, and use of substances, specifically alcohol and prescription drugs. When I do the retreats with Hope for the Homefront, one of the things that we typically ask is we ask the veterans and their caregivers of, of these changes, of all these possible changes that you've been experiencing as you've been dealing with PTSD and traumatic brain injury, which ones are affecting you most on a daily basis? Which ones are affecting your relationship with your spouse, your family, your children? And it's pretty consistent that people typically answer the issues that are that bother them the most are impairments in memory, specifically short-term memory, difficulty controlling anger, and difficulty with sleep. And let me give you an example of how this um, can play out at home and, and really kind of creates a domino effect. And let me, let me give you an example of the sleep disorders. Because with traumatic brain injury alone, we know that 50% of those people tend to have sleep disorders. And this is usually characterized by trouble falling asleep or staying asleep or waking up too early, interrupted sleep. Those normal sleep patterns are just disrupted. But we also know with PTSD that many of our returning veterans literally describe nighttime as a living hell that when they go to bed, that when they try to go to sleep, that's when those memories come back in. That's when the hypervigilance affects them because they can't relax enough. Um, That's when um, they relive what it was like to be in war. So think about the effects of what it would be like to never have a good night's sleep when you're wrestling with this. It then has a bunch of domino effects. We talk, they, they talk about the difficulty managing anger and irritability. Well, once you're cognitively and physically exhausted from the sleep disorder, then many of these service members talk about having a quick temper, a short fuse. They blow up more easily, get into arguments um, more with their family members just feel like they can't think straight. The difficulty that they had with their memory is now worse. And many times they try alcohol as a way of quieting their mind, trying to relieve the anxiety, trying to fall asleep. But that sets another spiral into into effect because alcohol is a depressant, so it may in fact worsen that. And in fact, we also know that if you've had a brain injury the effects of alcohol will be more potent so that um, that may also then spiral into um, increased drinking, getting a greater high, but, but, but not being able to control it. And then when you mix all of that with multiple meds and the chronic pain, you can see how this is a really complex situation. So I hope that's
2: clear. Uh, yes, it absolutely is. And as you were talking, I was also thinking about the impact that these behaviors must have on, uh, for instance, if somebody is sleeping in the same bed with a gun or knife un, uh, under the bed, mm-hmm. uh, that must disturb their sleep and and, and cause fear for them because if the service person has a flashback and and thinks they're back in the war zone and goes for the gun it it just must be frightening
3: it is it is and and I he- and I've heard the perspective from both sides when I was recently doing a retreat with couples the veterans were very very clear that having the weapons in the home made them feel safe but On the other side, when I speak with the women privately, they say exactly what you're saying. They're frightened, and particularly when you add the danger of weapons to the increased anger, the impulsiveness, the alcohol use, um, many of them are frightened. And in fact, one of the things that we talk about is the importance of having a safety plan so that if you feel that your life or that of your children is in danger, it's important to have a plan ahead of time. And there's a couple key components to this escape plan. First is having access to money. Second is always knowing where your car keys are, if you have a a car, so that you can leave. Having a safe place to go, whether it's a um, formal um, program or a friend or a relative, and having a code word so that when you say that code word to your children, that means go now. Um, and it's very important to have that plan in place. That's that
2: sounds like really sage advice, and I, it it it. What other kinds of things are helpful to the people living with um, someone experiencing PTSD? And we only have another minute or two, so, but, but I'd love for you to um, yeah. share some important information.
3: Yeah, there's something called secondary traumatic stress, which has many of the similar symptoms in terms of the anxiety, depression, insomnia, and so forth. And that's what we call compassion fatigue that many caregivers experience, where they're simply exhausted and have both cognitive, physical, um, emotional, and spiritual um, changes. It's really important as a caregiver to take care of yourself, to carve out some time in the day that is only for you, um, and to also be clear about those boundaries between what you are capable of providing with care and what your own limits are in terms of what you can do. We often neglect to take care of ourselves, but this can be done in very simple ways, whether it's having a half hour a day that you have just to yourself, whether it's taking an exercise class or walking the dog, but carving out some piece of recognizing your own needs is absolutely critical to your survival as a caregiver.
2: Thank you so much, Marilyn, for all, sharing all of your knowledge. I really appreciate it. And I know there's so much more. And I encourage people to go to www.lapublishing.com for a vast number of resources for um, information and also training. So thank you so much, Marilyn, and I wish you the best. Thanks very much, Paula. You're welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I also want my listeners to know that there's a wonderful conference in Dallas, March 22nd and 23rd, entitled When the War Comes Home, trauma, and the military family. This Sunday night is free and open to the public. Monday is focused on professionals and CEUs are available. There are some great speakers, including Dr. Harold Kudler, Chief Consultant for Mental Health at the Veterans Administration in Washington, D.C., and Julia Wharton, Executive Director of Home HOPE for the home front. I can personally speak to the high quality of these conferences because I co-chaired them for four years. The Jewish Family Service in Dallas has been organizing these highly respected conferences for 18 years to provide professional development for people working with adults and children living in abuse or the aftermath of trauma. To register, please go during our break to jfsdallas.org slash professional conference or call 972-437-9950. Also, while you're listening to commercials, go to the list that you created, and on that same paper, prioritize your list, putting things first that you will commit to doing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more information on the brain and healing the brain with Dr. Kelly Orr.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network Be the best that you can be Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session
2: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you made a list of traumas from your past that you are going to allow yourself to feel and let go of. And I'm so grateful for Marilyn Lash having been on the show. And now I want to introduce you to Dr. Kelly Orr, who has a PhD in clinical psychology He has directed psychological services in Air Force medical centers, worked with the children and families of soldiers, was a senior faculty member of the Air Force psychology and psychiatry residency training programs, and also faculty at the Health Science Center at the University of Texas Medical School in San Antonio, Texas. He's now in private practice in Colorado Springs, where he specializes in helping people heal from serious brain injury. You heard me right, helping people heal from serious brain injury. Welcome, Kelly. I love what you said to me in our first conversation in preparation for this show, where you said that you help people get their life back.
4: That's right. Uh, One of the things that that is so uh, devastating with uh, brain injury is that people lose their lives and they really they really become very panicked about it. Um, and uh, one of the privileges that I have had is working with some veterans who uh, who actually had all of the experiences that Marilyn um, so clearly identified. Uh, it's always fun to work with uh with somebody like Marilyn who is so clear in her definitions but you know the, when you don't have a memory when when a blast injury has interrupted your life to the to the degree that you don't remember what you did yesterday or you don't remember what you had for breakfast or You can't find a destination that you've gone to many, many times. Uh, Somebody gives you directions, and you can't remember what those directions are, so you're tied to a GPS or your smartphone. Thank God we have those things. But at the same time, that's embarrassing to an adult male or an adult female who has always been very articulate, who has always been very uh, capable, who has held responsible... Uh, responsibilities in a variety of ways, and all of a sudden, these things don't work anymore. and uh, I, I I remember a sixty four year old woman who was in charge of Colorado transportation and tourism telling me that she couldn't remember what her task list was and and actually lost her job because she couldn't function anymore. So you know, Treating a person like that and watching them recover their memory is uh, one of the more exciting things in my life.
2: And, and I know some people are thinking, oh, that's not possible because that's what we've been told for years. But you're working with some new ideas and research and have had some profound experiences with clients where, as you put it, you help the brain wake up.
4: That's right one of the things that um, that we hear one of the tragic things that uh, I think your your audience needs to understand is that traditionally and for years and years we've we've kind of gone to an emergency room after a motor vehicle accident or something like that and or a fall where you've banged your head and the ER doc takes all of the necessary labs and does all the tests and maybe even gives you a brain scan. And you're told, well, you're okay. You only have a mild concussion. The problem with that is, is that you know the 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 results of a concussion may not happen right at first. Um, So a lot of the brain injury occurs after the primary primary injury. The complex process happens after that injury. So what what we're looking at now. And, and I have to say, uh, I wish I could go back years and years ago when I was in my early training, um, uh, treating people with brain injuries, uh, of a variety of ways and, and telling them, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to learn to live with this. Now we know the way the brain wants to live, wants to wake up, wants to be healed, um, is, is completely different. Our research has indicated that the brain really wants to change and can change if it's given the opportunity so some of the things that i use um are actual brain training tasks and we use some technology that we have now that we didn't have before you know 40 years ago we didn't have computers like we have today so that helps us um so what i'm doing is i'm actually using a a, a process called neurofeedback it's eeg electroencephalogram EEG neurofeedback or biofeedback, where we actually put leads on the brain and we use those neurologic sites called the 1020 sites. And what we do is we, we work with the brain to help it become brighter, to help it wake up and to help it function again. And when we do that, um, we actually um, give the person their life back.
2: It's really fascinating, and I want to make sure people understand that this is not sh- not shock therapy. That this oh, is no. a totally different process.
4: Right, right, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a real there's a huge difference between shock therapy, which is used uh, still uh, by some psychiatry. In hospitals with people that are very, very severely depressed. But this is not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a very, 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 very small stimulus. And actually, what happens is that the brain tells the, um, the, the, uh, the program what it wants or what it needs. And what essentially what we're doing is we're having the brain optimize its, itself, it optimizes its brain function, and it interacts with the, feed, with the feedback and with the, with the technology in ways that begins to really optimize its function, it self-regulates, and it begins to wake up. For instance, I, I treated some time ago um, an I, Army First Sergeant who had been in a blast injury in, uh, in overseas in Iraq, came home looked like he was normal, you know, you just look at the person, was a little anxious, was a little uncertain, but progressively had trouble remembering, uh, had trouble showing up on time, had trouble processing things, had trouble with mood changes, with anger control, all of those kinds of things that you expect from a combination of PTSD and TBI that Marilyn talked about. Well... After our treatments, I treated him 10 times with the neurofeedback, which each treatment lasts 20 to 30 minutes. He went to the store without his list and without his phone. He went back to college and finished his degree. He remembered things that he hadn't remembered about the kids from five and six years ago, he was organized, his sleep returned to normal. One of the things that, that Marilyn talked about was the sleep problems with TBI and PTSD. And one of the things that we see with this is these people become progressively sleep deprived, which then increases the impact of all of these other problems. Um, Normalize some family, and you know, Colorado Springs is a fairly small community, and I happened to run into them at a, at a shopping mall and their family was happy. The kids were giggling. They all jumped up and hugged me. It was, it was amazing um, to see the transformation. And that's just one story of many, many I could tell and and that's a perfect story to
2: end on because this portion of our show is over but it is so wonderful the work that you're doing and providing hope and healing and i want everyone to hear that that there is hope and healing thank you so much kelly i thank truly you. appreciate it you're thank welcome you very much. To learn more about these kinds of things and helping our Veterans, please register for the conference when the war comes home by going to jfsdallas.org slash professional conference or by calling 972-437-9950. And thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. While you're there, sign up for my newsletter and get the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, Nothing But Net. Browse my resources page to get more information on the books my guests have written and that I have written, and also my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential works workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energetic Healing, and the Ultimate Creative Problem-Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person, over Skype, or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. Literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and also directly with my clients. While you're on my website, go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your commitment to yourself. As you begin to experience success, please send me another email so I can read it on the air and we can celebrate together and we can inspire others to heal, to grow, to change, to improve their lives. Then go to my spiritual pages, services page, and register for my workshop, 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. Those of you who live in Dallas and want to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process at the low price of $20, just join my meetup group by clicking on the icon on my website homepage. We meet 1130 to 1, the first Wednesday of each month, and everyone who comes is always grateful. So please join us. And next Thursday... Please join us when Dr. Chris Courtois will talk with us about new spiritual approaches to healing trauma. In the meantime, if you think of a question about a show or a difficulty in your own life, or have an inspirational story to share, please leave a phone message at 1214 736 4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. If you have a question, others do too, so help yourself and them by asking it. You can do so anonymously if that feels safer. This is Dr. Paula, your CM, or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.